The police department is planning to purchase 21 Taser 7s. The officers have been using Taser models M26 and X26 since 2005. The M26 model was discontinued. We converted to the X26 model. The X26 model has been discontinued and we've been able to purchase refurbished ones during the past several years. Now the refurbished X26 is no longer available and Taser no longer provides technical support for this model. We're beginning to experience Taser failures and product malfunctions. There are a few new models available, but the Taser 7 model being requested is the one that meets the needs of the police department. So this is uh, Mayor of Milton, Heather Lindsay, talking during the recent ex uh, executive committee meeting about this item of replacing the tasers, which, uh, you know, they're starting to malfunction, which is not a particularly good place to be. Um, they, she also said they don't use them very often. In the previous four years, officers were required to activate their taser six times. There are multiple events where the officer simply displayed the taser and the subjects complied with the officer's instruction. And, of course, tasers are often, you know, that's the point, is brandishing can work. The taser is a valuable tool when attempting to get a suspect to comply as directed. Peaceful compliance by the suspect greatly reduces the possibility of injuries to the suspect or the officers. Now, this is a narrative. She's reading it, but it was written by Chief Tony Tindall uh, for the Milton Police Department, and it's going to be $59,000 to buy 21 new tasers. Uh, I wanted to ask Mike Wood about this. He is the public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Mike, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Thank you. Good morning. Hey, so, yeah, good morning. Uh, I was curious, since it sounds like in Milton they don't get used very often, uh, they brandish in order to get compliance and uh, maybe because they don't get used as often, they don't feel the need to upgrade them as frequently. But uh, they're having to upgrade because they can't get parts or can't get replacements or refurbished or whatever, and they're starting to fail. How does does PPD go through this problem? Are the tasers that Pensacola Police Department uses, I mean, old in need of replacement? What is kind of your your policy of keeping that stock proper? Well, it's it's like the mayor said; those they eventually wear out, and if they don't, then the manufacturer will quit supporting them, and it's hard to get them fixed and get parts for them. So, uh, at the Pensacola Police Department, we do keep up with that. <clears throat> the Taser is is probably the single best uh, less lethal weapon that's ever come out in my 37 years. It's something that's um, very helpful. It's probably kept a lot of people from from getting shot, uh, just to be plain about it. And those things need to work. When the officer needs it to work, it needs to work. And they test those every day to make sure they are. And when they start basically falling apart because of age, uh, we do replace those on a regular basis. So they test them every day, like before you go on in your shift, basically, to make sure it's working properly? Yes. Oh, okay. And so do you ever, ha I mean, I guess that's a preventative practice so you don't have the problem of them malfunctioning or falling apart and you replace them frequently enough. Like you're not having to... You're kind of proactively replacing them. Is that the idea? Yes, we, we, we're proactively doing it, and then again, once you know, if they get damaged or just start not working, then we have to replace them as well. So it's uh, it just depends on the, the situation. And and is is this right that they're used as brandishing in order to get compliance? Like I'm going to tase you, hold it out in front of somebody, and threaten them with it, essentially. Yes, that works. Uh, sometimes all you have to do is, is display it. Um, they have a laser dot on them that shows where the probes are going to go. And when a person sees that uh, aimed at their chest, a lot of times you have instant compliance. Interesting. Well, that's no, I learned something. That's fascinating. You know, we'd never really talked about this. And um, I was curious to, you know, hear how it works at PPD compared to how it works at MPD. So uh, very interesting stuff. Uh, you know, it's been a relatively low incident. You notice I don't say the keyword. Uh, week or really a couple. But um, you had what, some burglary, alarms? What, what happened here? 
Yeah, on Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, officers responded to an alarm at um, lumber liquidators on Davis Highway. And upon arrival, officers located um, a a person, a man inside the business and made a quick arrest on that. So uh, officers won that dead zero. Um, You know, that's if you don't it goes to show if you don't have an alarm on your system or your home, please get one. Those are getting cheaper and cheaper uh, every year. And it used to be they had to be monitored by a um, a monitoring company, which we certainly do uh, suggest that you do. But now you can have an alarm go off and it alerts you on your phone. So and then you can call the police on your own. So uh, it just the the alarms work and uh, it was a good quick arrest. So uh, great job on, on the patrol division that night. You know, speaking of that, with people's homes, uh, we're well into the Christmas shopping season. We're into the Amazon season, so to speak. Um, have we had very many incidents where people have had things stolen off of their uh, for their porches? One so far, and that's, wow. that's a great, a great thing to be able to say. So, yeah, just just one. Um, but we have officers in the neighborhoods in marked and unmarked cars watching for this sort of thing. And uh, I want to take the time to urge people: if this happens, if you know that you've got a package delivered. Uh, you know, most of these carriers will take a picture of it, and you will get a, get a photo of that. And then it's not there. Uh, check with your neighbors, but to make sure they didn't pick it up uh, as a as a favor to you and, and to hold it for you. Um, but don't only call the delivery company, FedEx uh, or or Amazon or UPS. But we need to know. Call the police as well. So we need we need to know. Uh, where these thefts are happening, so we can concentrate on that area. And again, as you talked about previously, if they can, if they don't need an officer to come out, they can do that electronically online. Just make sure you're a resident of the city and not a resident of the county, right? Correct. Uh, Shot spotter, we're pretty close. Yeah, really close. We're still uh, looking at the, the December area, the mid December. Um, we're very, very close on that. Again, part of the issue was, you know, we had to get uh, permission from property owners, uh, private property owners, to be able to put the sensors in certain locations, and also from uh, uh, from FPL. So uh, all of that is in place now. It's just a matter of, of getting software up and running and and issued out to the officers. And uh, we also the the north office, the PSC campus, that's not operational yet, right? Not yet. Still working on that. There were some logistics that had to be done, you know, computer wiring and things like that, to make it uh, suitable for a substation, and that, that is still on schedule as well. Very good. And then the last thing, we always like to end with a did-you-know or a cop myth. Do you have one for me today? Yeah, this is a did-you-know, and, and I, I've been asked before why do detectives all over the country not wear uniforms, and it's kind of, it, it, to me, to an officer, it's obvious, but maybe to some people it's not, and there are actually a few reasons uh, for this. Uh, some people may be intimidated by the uniform, the visible weapon, etc. cetera. Uh, an officer in plain clothes is less intimidating, therefore uh, facilitating communication, and, and communication is what det- a detective's job is all about. Also, wearing the uniform requires a duty belt, bulletproof vest, and so on, which is not compatible with sitting behind a desk for hours, which is uh, part of the detective's job. Uh, also, a detective doing an investigation usually does not want to stand out. They want to uh, they want to blend in, and that helps with that. So, uh, so that's why that's done. So, what I took away from that is that you say detectives are less intimidating, and they sit behind the desk all day. Is that did I did I summarize that correctly? Well, not sitting behind the desk all day. They're out. <laughs> they're out going around, but but yeah, sitting back there making phone calls and following up on cases is a big part of their job. And listen, I have a quick believe it or not, and this is useless information, but I got to put this out there uh, because I had no idea that um, I can connect the children's show Sesame Street and the 1947 movie It's a Wonderful Life. 
they have a connection and a police officer is involved. And what that connection is, is that the characters of Bert and Ernie on Sesame Street, which began in 1969, were named after Bert the police officer and Ernie the taxi driver in It's a Wonderful Life. So there you go. What? But where did Rubber Ducky come from? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll have that for you next Thursday. His name was going to turn out to be Clarence is what I think is going to turn out to be the case. So, no, that's great. All right. Uh, Mike Wood, always a pleasure, sir. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for the information for helping keep us safe. I appreciate it. Thank you.